Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. I, I, every time I hear that open, it's it's such a thrill to know that we're here and we're going to be talking about sustainable living and container homes and what better day could I have to spend with my co-host Mel Alva? Hi, Mel. Hey, how are you? Hey, you know it's 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 a great day, and you know we've great new information, and we're just fresh off last weekend of our Mel and Steve on the street, bringing some great news to our listeners today, and it was it was a great show. There were a lot of things happening out there, and uh, one of our favorite things were out there containers. That's right. Container homes, container businesses, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But I think uh, the the uses of containers for a lot of different things are so so important. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. What you know, uses would those be, Steve? Well, let me. I'm glad you asked. Are we talking about the bar? Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about the ah. bar. Right where I got you know like that old saying you know. Uh, wine a lot you know well uh-huh. we had wine we had wine there and i walked over and i wanted to get a drink because i was walking you know walking the show after we spoke and then all of a sudden i'm sitting there at the bar and i'm thinking i'm looking this looks like like about 20 feet it's something that was movable because obviously it wasn't at westworld before and i'm like and this got to be a converted 20-foot container. And I, the, the owner happened to be there. And I said, excuse me, sir, is, is this a converted 20-foot uh, you know, shipping container? And he said, absolutely. And I'm like, we need to, can you tell me your story? And the story was just something that was just magnificent when you think about somebody wanting to strike out as an entrepreneur out there. And this was his thing. He wanted to create something that he'd be able to take take two events it was mobile it was easy to to handle you know close up and you know the front part of the container you know everybody sees those containers well sometimes you put a door in sometimes you put a window in if it's an office or a house well the whole side of the container was cut open and it actually they framed it in actually became the floor so when you open the container up you open this 20 foot eight foot size door and it just folds down on the floor. It's carpeted, so this way, from the from the ground, you step up on it, you sit there. There's a bar. It's decorated. It's got some great interior design geometrics on the back wall. That's what threw me at first because it, I'm like, the size is right. But then when I walked around the side, sure enough, there's the doors. There's the actual what the container looks like with the corrugated metal. But uh, we're going to have him on our show here probably in a, in a few weeks. We want to hear his story on why he chose a container. Because he could have chosen anything to put a mobile. He could have chosen a tiny home that was on wheels. No, he chose a 20-foot shipping container, which I thought was pretty amazing. And then they have a, the 40-foot the container, Mel, and it was just unbelievably done by 
a great company from Cave Creek, and it was just the interior design, the way it was put in, you would have been you would have been impressed. I actually did get to see that one. Yeah, what did you think? It was pretty good. Yeah, it's just the way they were able to put it together, and it. A lot of people thinks that it's not. Uh, well, a container, it's not that big, but you know, if it's designed properly, it, it doesn't seem that small. Right. You know, and it, you just have to. You have to see one to believe it. If you if you have been a doubter, then you, you you need to see one. And there's plenty. And we're going to be bringing a lot of good things coming your way on our website as well as Facebook. So I want everybody to stay tuned. You know, Boxcar Universe is just getting underway, and we're going to be bigger and better as we go forward into 2023. And uh, we're going to have a lot more things to uh, talk about. But our first guest. Well, I want to have you introduce our first guest because I think it's a, his uh, viewpoint on container living is, is, is key with today's society. So take it away, Mel. Well, I'm excited to have our uh, Mel and Steve on the street, but now we've got uh, this young, dapper gentleman here, Cody. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us your name, your company, and uh, what your thoughts on containers are. Well, I'm Cody Gibson. I'm uh, an ops manager for a commercial cleaning company called Us Cleaning Solutions. Um, being in the work that I'm in, I get to see a lot of different buildings, uh, a lot of different houses. And for a while now, I've wanted to do something different. You see the traditional stick build homes are becoming more and more expensive. And for people in my age range, it's becoming increasingly harder to find capital or loans to go that traditional route. And majority of the people that I'm friends with, we either end up <clears throat> renting from someone else, whether that's a home or an apartment, or going back home with mom and dad, which is an option too, because it's cheaper to save money for the house. I personally didn't want to do that because <laughs> there's rules that, at home that you don't have to adhere to when you get to make the rules. but. I was listening to some of the other episodes um, where, and doing some of my own research, whereas you could build a multiple container home for 180000 under $200,000 mm -hmm. with multiple containers. $200,000 isn't really going to get you a lot in the housing market right now, and it's definitely not going to get you to build anything. So for those of us in this age range, the millennials, if you will, we're we looking. hate to characterize it, right? But, yeah, but 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 I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> no, seriously, it, the the point of view of different people in our we'll call it in our lifetime now is important because what we do when you're you've lived through some of the 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 growth period, then we're a little older than you are. Just remember, I said Mel, a just little, a little uh, just a little. Okay, uh, I'm a little uh, older uh, than see, he is. No. <laughs> Trying to make a point here, and, 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 you, and you stopped me dead in my track. It's no, okay. anyway, that's okay. <laughs> we love you anyway. But seriously, uh, it's important that that you know we we share all kinds of viewpoints because that's that's what we're going to be building towards. And I think with the way society is today, I mean, in fact, I learned I heard on on the news this morning. I mean, um, what was it? Uh, two years ago, our interest rate was like three and a half percent, and now it's like seven. Okay, and and with there's no end in sight yet because I remember when I moved to Arizona back, you know, in, in the Stone Age, <laughs> basically in 89, um, the interest rate was 10 percent. 
Wow. It was 10%. And really, and we thought that that was a good rate because back in the day, that's that was the cheapest rates you can get. So when rates fell like they did and they got down to like three, I think when I bought my house in 2019, it was, I think it was just, um, just under four, you know, it's like that. So it was, it was, I mean, to me, that was good. But now it's seven. I, I, so I agree with you, Cody. It's good. It's harder and harder. And the only way that you could try and keep that down, you know, everybody's looking for angles to be able to purchase a home. And, you know, not everybody can come up with 20%. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. So, yeah, I mean, that's why we want to try and share some of the, the viewpoints like your own as well as some of the other people we're going to be having on the show because there are other ways to get around that and other companies that are, are being more aggressive and they are offering, you know, mortgage rates on anything that's on the ground. I mean, I spoke to a lady that's last right. week um, at the home show. She says, as long as it's bolted to the ground, we'll, we'll cut a mortgage for it, which was really good because I haven't heard that in a, a really long time. So go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I, 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 I like what you said. I think the biggest thing for people my age, not only is it affordable, but it's another way for us to go away from the generations before us um, and kind of go against the grain in the traditional form and have less of an impact on the planet. Um, being off the grid, whether that being like you mentioned on one of the other shows, trucking in water or having a generator or running your entire house off of solar power, which is gonna be better for you and takes less strain on the grid as a whole. So um, I know Mel mentioned her her son is about my age and he would totally love to just be completely off the grid. And I think for a lot of people in my generation, we wanna go against the traditional or conforming path um, because we see that the planet's deteriorating. No matter whether you believe it or don't believe it or see it or don't see it, it's happening. It snowed here in Scottsdale what, a year ago, two years ago. I have pictures, yeah. People who are natives here have never seen anything like that. I know. And so we've got to figure out a way to tailor our lifestyle so that we can be around here for a longer period of time so that I can go to places and people like myself and like yourself can go to places around the world, not just our home, and still enjoy them and allow locals in those places to enjoy them too. So minimalizing your lifestyle because we think typically in America, bigger is better and having more is better. Storage in America is a huge thing because we live in abundance. We have more things than we can store in our household. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, I think we talked about that in yeah, one of the it, segments. There is we? more storage. It, it's like within, you can't go a couple of miles without seeing a different storage company yes. out there with different, you know, life storage or CubeSmart or whatever. They're, they're everywhere. It's like, yeah. people, that's like my old, my old favorite comedian. Uh, George Carlin always says that people just have more stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's it. They have too much stuff. It was quite shocking when I got back from uh, Paris or even when we got there. I think our suitcases really didn't even fit in the room. <laughs> there, there was hardly any space. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It was that small. They just, yep, they they have a smaller footprint. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Boston, so I'm used to having small spaces. But they have tiny refrigerators they're you know they buy their food daily you know i i know we talked about that on a show it's it's just a different way of life right period yeah it, it, it's 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 it is definitely different but um the uh cody you'll be happy to know just judging from the research that mel and i have done 
what's happening is that more and more people are you know thinking the way you're thinking and that's what they want to do because they see where we're going and it's like you know you you we're Americans when we see an obstacle we find a way to work through it we welcome it yeah exactly because uh, what's it necessity is the mother of invention I mean that's exactly what we're doing here and we're going to be able to create all kinds of really cool type looking homes with you know like you say out of the norm kind of architecture and just from the from the when people drive up and they see one and they i always said you know when we do remodeling to turn around and do do a remodel work and i want everybody to walk in and and i want to see those three letters wow w-o-w and i want to have somebody drive up in front of one of our container homes you know that's designed outside the norm and i want to hear and see that wow because the next thing i want to do is want to get inside because if the outside looks that cool the inside's going to look even better because mel had her hand in it yeah <laughs> we've got the full service one-stop shop here exactly you get a container home going yeah absolutely well we're going to take a short break and when we come back we have another gentleman here is going to be giving us some uh straight information and uh, tell us a little bit about how you can get your your container home started and some of the things that are happening here in the valley Mike Pierce is here with us, and uh, we're going to be right back. But you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. Quality of service, punctuality, and accountability. These ideals are what set Extra Mile Painting Company apart from other painting companies. In Arizona since 2015, Extra Mile has been servicing the Valley, painting mainly residential and commercial projects. We're committed to bringing value to paint projects by providing an estimate for you quickly, showing up on time consistently, and completing your project efficiently. Give us a call today for a free paint estimate at 602-521-2662. You can also find us on the web at extramilepaintingaz.com, as well as on Facebook and Yelp. We're Extra Mile Painting Company. If someone asks you to go a mile, go too. I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at Alva Interiors AZ, and on Instagram at Alva Interiors. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks, and uh, we have some oh, that uh, that great information, Cody, that you gave us about 
you know, the viewpoint, which is exactly, you know, we keep seeing and hearing that over and over and over again. But then on the other hand, too, we want to be able to bring in the nuts and bolts of how to actually get a container home. And some of the things that are being done here in the Valley of the Sun for different entities, and one of the great, we'll, we'll like to say, um, movers and shakers, we'll say, for um, us here in Container World, <laughs> is Mike Pierce. Mike, Pierce. Uh, Mike, introduce your company for us and tell us a little bit about what you do. So so I have uh, two companies. One is Vomi7, which is a prefabricated architecture firm, and the other one is Carbon Voodoo, which is a manufacturing company, which is licensed for the state of Arizona. Okay, and tell us a little bit about what each one of those will do so our listeners can understand. So a client will come in the door or someone will start asking some questions, and it, it all starts with the program, what, they're, what they envision, uh, zoning, all of this. So that goes through Vome 7, which specializes in research, design, incorporating all those ideas into a conceptual or a construction document package based on the scope. Then it would go to Carbon Voodoo, which gets priced out. Um, because it's a full circle design manufacturing company, we know the efficiencies so we can help streamline it and use, there's different details. So Vome 7 will do just the drawings to get it through state or city for life safety mainly. Right. And then Carbon Voodoo has a whole separate drawings for the shop for guys to follow, which are, how do you say, uh, profiteer? Is that, am I saying the right word? They're proprietor. They're proprietor. proprietor. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, so we keep that in the field. I mean, you'll see it when it's built certain things, but certain things you try to, and a lot of factory built buildings, which are also known as modulars, they have the same set of drawing program and they don't like, like Cavco drawings going into another prefab modular build. So maybe that's too much information. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, we we got to kind of absorb all that. Okay. But, uh, and I think, um, you know, the, the mission statement that's on your website, which is, I think is very good, it's an organization dedicated to prefabricated architectural modules for living, working, and entertaining. And we utilize a systematic approach to conceptualize, develop, and uh, actualize new innovative products that will help people live uh, and heal their their work, live their lives smarter, which I think is is so appropriate. And it's just a, a, another way of saying what Cody said, because I think it's uh, you have to have some kind of structure to make these things happen. So, Mike, we're gonna play. We're gonna play uh, play devil's advocate here, okay? I'm, or I should say, Joe Joe, potential homeowner, as we used to call it. Um, I'm interested in getting a t- container home. Uh, how do I get started? So let's let's use Cody as an example. Okay, let's use Cody. So as an Cody's okay. Cody's got some property in Peoria. <laughs> yeah. So we okay. got to make sure it's zoned for a detached structure. It's good that you're with Peoria and not Phoenix, because Phoenix right now their city code is not helping anybody in the housing market right now. They've been trying to redo it for a couple of years, but hopefully Peoria is m- much ahead of the game. So get it zoned so you can have a detached structure. Then you want your coverage. So usually lot coverage, like Phoenix R16, is 40%. That's every shaded covered portion of the property divided into 
the site. Anyway, it's all math, but you just follow certain things, zoning, coverage, um, and then City of Phoenix requires grading and drainage now, which is anywhere from 1200 to $5,000 just for water running off and retaining, which is, I think, asinine in R16 or R2, R3, R4, R5. So based on the zoning, if you are multifamily, you could actually do another unit and rent it out for income. So now you got income, you're going to go ahead and do your property, and you could do that detached, and then it's how you frame it in to where you live. So if it is, say, say if you do develop behind your parents' home, and you have that, you want to put you know uh, boundaries so you have your intimate space, intimate gradient, and they have theirs. So basically, once I get the land zoned and checked out, then I can drop a structure on there well, and get that's, going. First thing is you want to make sure you're allowed to build on that. And then look into detached living, um, call the city, let them know, hey, I'm, this is my intentions, do some initial fact-finding, and then, you know, then run the numbers on the math based off square footage, your area, and then uh, ask city of Peoria what their scheduling is. Right, and you got to have to make sure that when you do that, make sure that, you know, um, when you do that research, make sure you spe specifically tell them, I want I want to build a container home on my property, okay? Because depending on who they get, sometimes you you, you could get, you know, like big question mark. What? What is a container home? Because some people they 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 haven't been, they're not up to speed yet. You know, not to mention in knowledge of, of what they are, but forget about sometimes different municipalities aren't set up to actually read through the, you know, the stuff that, Mike, you submit because they're, they just don't have, they haven't, they haven't gotten on the same page yet. Well, IBC and IRC now have <clears throat> a prescriptive build with containers incorporated into it because it's such a popular thing. But even if you don't say container, they don't need to know it's a container because there's nothing calling it out. It's a structural box. And if you do it prefab, which I suggest is you, that way you go through the state, you step out of the city of Phoenix because city of Phoenix, again, is changing their lines with containers. And because it's an adaptive, it's not an adaptive reuse, but you're buying something used and they want to make sure the structural integrity is like Sound. something new because it's completely non-prescriptive. So they can't get their hands on it. And the city's, I don't know if they're being sued or something. I'm not trying to badmouth Phoenix, but they're so protected of life safety and all of these rules because I don't know if there's lawsuits involved or what's going on. But Do you have plans right now in the city? Is that kind of why you have all of this inside info? Um, we, I know you have like some big projects that, that you're working on. We have, we went in in April, um, which is, which I'm calling Kai Recovery Housing, which is basically John Kai is the client, and it's a transitional home to get back into the system. So we're using containers, so it's a single studio or a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom. And the city of Phoenix right now is having an extremely hard time with our structural engineer because of this, the diaphragms and the loads. And I don't know if it was an ideology or not talking, but it was extremely hard. I, I let... I let the planner know that we were going to go in the state and he suggested that. So I just pulled all those drawings out, submitted the final site plan, and then went back into the state. And that's where the plans are at right now? There's two sets. One, the city wants to see all the infrastructure, how you tie into the grid, make sure you 
have your setbacks, R1, whatever the zoning is, and the state's going to go through all the life safety of the structural systems from even into the ground. And they're going to check the marriage lines, how things get connected, the calcs per unit, things like that. Mike, let me ask you something. Um, we've we've spoke to several people that are doing containers, um, homes, and apartments, and it's kind of a mixed bag where you get some people are, you know, interested in having them built um, at a factory, and then some people say absolutely not; they need to be built on site. Um, what what's your take on that, and and why do you think that having them built in the factory is better? Well, it, I don't think one is better than the other. I think what the scope is makes one better than the other. So in Cody's situation, if he wants to do something, a container build, I would have in the factory, I would have the units at least all fabbed, cut open, rough openings. Um, and then we'd use either bucket windows or a structural diaphragm system that goes in. So all the rough welding's done in a shop, since you're going to get the containers there. And even go as, as much as far that you want to go that you don't want to do. And then when you're ready for them and you're going to take over, and I would just project manage it because you're going to have to have licensed contractors. But everything you do on the site, you're going to have to go through the city. And everything you do in the shop, you're going to go through the state. Come in and be part of the, the build system. And to me, I would allow people come in and do what they want at the shop. It's all controlled. You can have space there. But if you want to do stuff at the site, you can. It just gets... You have a little bit more freedom to do everything at the shop before you drop it on the site. Yeah. So there's this principle. It's called 138 in in fabrication. It's one hour in the hall to do the same task. It's three hours in the yard to eight hours in the hall. Wait, did I say that right? One hour. Yeah, one hour... In the shop, three hours in the yard, eight hours in the hall to do one task. So that means everything in the shop is more efficient than going to your site and doing it there and bringing right. subs out because all the right. subs got to haul out. They got to haul their equipment, then they got to plug in. It's more time. They right. got to set up, then they got to break down and then travel back. Mike, right. real quick, I want to clarify something that you just said. You said um, you can come to the shop and do. Uh, work are you saying that you're offering that for people yes. buying the containers that they can come to your shop yeah or and put together their own container yes but what i do is there's certain insurance requirements that i sign off so we'd go through that but based on what they want to do um certain things i like using a lot of power tools maybe not but it depends Interesting. Or we set the builds up to where they go to the site and get finalized and under a separate permit, permit by inspection, and that's mm-hmm. where you could take over, Cody, and just manage those subs and do what you want to do. Put all your pre-cab, uh, I say IKEA because everybody's aware of IKEA, <laughs> but any type of pre-cab system, finishing system, appliances, you do yourself. All right. All right, we're going to take a short break, but we've got, I've got plenty of more questions for Mike when we come yeah. back after break. And uh, he's just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, there's so much to be able to do. This is one of the reasons that, I mean, Cody, you could probably agree now, um, and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Is it, would you, do you think it's important that obviously you need someone like Mike to be able to kind of 
steer the ship and guide you through those rough waters to get you where you want to be. Because once you're there, you know it's done right. Well, you need someone when you build a normal home. You well, know, you need your your contractor. You need your designer. You need right. an architect. You need all those things. And from what Mike's saying, he can do multiple roles without you having to go to multiple different people. So you're definitely gonna need somebody with something that's as new, I guess, or coming to the forefront of people's minds as container homes. You're gonna need somebody to guide you through that process. Mike's barely been talking for I don't know how long and he's got so much more that he could tell us about what his company does. So you definitely need someone to help you through. Absolutely, okay. Hang tight, we'll be back right after the break and you are listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. Updating your flooring, shower, or backsplash can be stressful. But when you have the right company involved, that process becomes easier. Reyes Tile is a family-owned and operated business that has served the Valley for over 15 years. They specialize in residential, commercial, and multifamily projects. Their main focus is on all types of flooring, backsplash, and showers. Eduardo Coronado, owner of Reyes Tile, can be reached at 602-384-6825 on Instagram at Reyes.Tile, LLC. Reyes Tile, excellence in flooring. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies Three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. All right. Oh, I love that music, that train music. You know, we didn't even have their website when I caught that train up in up in Williams. I see I saw this long train. Yeah, everybody know how long a, one of those, you know, freight trains are. They like they never end when you sit at, you know, the the arms that came down on the road, you have to sit there wait for the train to go by. They're like hundreds, hundreds of containers that could be your future home. And we're going to show you that real soon. As soon as the website's going to be up momentarily, probably in the next week or so. And uh, it was great. You know, God had me in the right place to take that video for, the, for everybody to see. Containers, containers, containers. But right now, we're going to be talking about containers with uh, Mike Pierce here. And we've been uh, continue our discussion about what's possible when you when you do put containers together. And, Mike, we were talking before the break about you know, uh, either building them in a shop or building them on location. So let's talk a little bit about, okay, so you have a design that you, you say Cody has his design and say it's, let's just say it's three, four containers put together. Maybe, what do you think, Cody, two-story? I'd love to do two-story. Two-story, okay, two-story. All right, how far, if you were going to do like four containers in, in, in Cody's structure, how far would you take each container to be finished so that when you brought them on site and started assembling them, what would be left to do? So typically we do it, we'd find out where the marriage line is and all that. And that goes with the structural integrity of the cuts and the builds and using the corner post. So you use the container for the integrity of the steel it's designed to be. So basically it's a steel beam and you want to cut out maybe the neutral access so you still have the operation of the steel beam. Um, so it, that's a hard question to answer because I don't know the program. And it, But they would all get married on site, welded on site, flashed on site. Right. Um, if there's going to be additional insulation, 
um, for underneath, maybe how it hits and where it hits the anchors to the concrete, pier footing, spread footings, right. and then the electrical and mechanical, if they would be tied in and married. Right. Hey Mike, I have a question for you. Um, obviously, I'm an architectural designer as well. And are you guys doing like a dry a dry run out at the, the shop and like putting these things together to make sure they are all fitting in place when they are brought in or craned in to whatever location they're going to? Yes, that's the intent. That's great. So, yeah, I like to dry fit everything. And it's more than just containers. Everything's a system. So it's prefab. So shade canopies, shade trellises, uh, bio screens. Everything has tolerances. So when it goes to the site, it's like you could assemble it, Cody. Like you could have it all prefab. Now you just put it all together. Can you guys do insulation at the shop before it gets to the site? Yeah, I highly recommend that. Usually we do a closed cell spray foam insulation, at least on the on the undercarriage, no matter what, because it's termite, it's resistant, water resistant. Is spray foam the most common form of insulation for these units? I think it's the most effective right now. The most efficient. The closed cell is basically 6.9 per inch for R1. Uh, regular 2x6 is R30, R29, and it, our regular 2x4 is R13, and that's using BAT. And I, I caught up a little bit on other insulations when we talked last time, but there's so much out there. It's on product research. Copy that. So it, if somebody was going to go do this, obviously on their own the first thing that they would need to do before they even set them on the concrete is they're going to have to be they're going to have to be spray foamed underneath before they're even set in place and then obviously before they're even married together correct correct i I mean what i would do is if you're going to find out buy the container from a third party see if they'll usually they'll have a, a forklift or something they could set it up you can go buy a froth pack, a Dow froth pack, for based on how much. It's usually it's a dollar board foot, um, two like two hundred, and you could probably get three inches underneath it worth and, of insulation. And, and spray it yourself. Watch some YouTube videos. Train yourself. Or typically, if you're going to call a sub, they're going to want a minimum of two thousand dollars. So then, if that's the case, go ahead and frame it all out whatever you're going to use, steel, wood, furring strips, a composite, and have that package done so it's effect, it's more cost-effective. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, because you'd want to be able to do, besides the underside, if, if foaming the walls and in the, in, the, in the ceiling, once you have all your infrastructure in, is going to be the most cost-effective because it's going to give you the best R value, plus it's, it's going to be able to, uh, if there are any minor minute holes in the in the container it's going to seal everything up so you won't have to worry about it the last build we did we did a composite system the floor and the ceiling closed cell and then we we skinned it out on the exterior and then we we did <laughs> from then we spray foamed all the thermal brakes so we used a steel to fur it out. Now, since none of this is load-bearing, we don't have to go 24 inches on center or 16 right. inches on center because the, the container is doing all that. Right. Right now, we're just going to fur it out. And then we reskinned it with metal. And we used a regular R19 bat insulation for that. But all the seams were sprayed with the spray foam to maximize that. And that was just a kit. So another froth pack. Gotcha. Okay. When you do 
uh, do work and put these together, like with high cubes, okay, how much do, how much do you find that you need space, uh, like a soffit, across either a soffit in the ceiling or maybe you drop it down, maybe six inches or so, so you have some space up there to work with. Is that is that pretty normal? Yeah, I think six is what we're doing on the Kai. Okay, and but that six is only used on the upper level where you're required to have an R29 insulation because when you do the floor and the ceiling of the two from the second to the third story, you're going to have three inches, three inches, and then a, a cavity. So you're already going to have a nice, you're still going to have an effective insulation yeah. package. Are you, are you guys using a mini split, Mike, for that? Yeah. Or what, what kind of HVAC are you guys Each unit on? is a mini split system. Gotcha. And you find that that's the most cost effective? I would think so. Only And besides that, it's going to take up the least amount of room because you don't have you know, too much duct work, really. Well, it, the reason why each system has, each container has its own mini split system. One, it's a redundant system. If one goes out, you have the other two. But it's also designed that we're working with some other people, nonprofits, and they want to go ahead and turn this into like St. Joseph's, the worker has recovery housing um, and they place workers through a program and they go into this. Now, because the zoning, we're only allowed to park it. We're only allowed to build eight units, but we're building 10 units, two bedrooms and three bedrooms. Now, if somebody goes in one of these nonprofits and wants to get a variance to the zoning, they can go ahead and park it with 10 people because now it's perfect for single studios because usually that's how people live it's not the families that are displaced it's usually single people that need to get back on their feet right so yeah 10 each unit is, is a standalone system that could be a separate system but right now it's designed two bedroom and three bedroom yeah that's true all right we're going to take another break and then we're going to be back and we have a little round table discussion and uh share a little bit more from mike and cody and uh probably by the end of the show we're going to have cody already to uh, go down and see Mike and get that container started. What do you think? That sounds good to me. I've learned a lot just by listening to him. All right, you, let me tell you. So when you see his when you see his uh, shop in his yard, there they just just be a sponge and take it all in because that's 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 what we did when we went down to visit him for the first time. So very impressive. So, very impressive, and there's just a lot of just the knowledge of being able to know what to do with the container because yeah, it is it is different than a stick home. But yet there are similarities with procedures and permits and stuff like that. So uh, it's all good. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. Chances are when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, we are back, and you are locked into Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, 
We're here with Cody Gibson and Mike Pearson. We're talking a little bit about how to get your container home started. And Cody has been good enough to spend some time with us today. And he is our, uh, we'll call him, what do you think we should call him, our celebrity millennial? What do you think? Yeah, he's think? the first one that gets to come into the radio show. I like that a lot. Celebrity millennial. Yeah, I like Rolls that. right yeah. off the tongue. We could, we, could, we could get your couple of T-shirts made like that. Yeah. What do you think? I'd wear that. And then on the back, we get Boxcar Universe. On the back needs to be a boxcar universe and then a container home underneath the logo. There you go. All right. All right. Mel, work on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in the group must be doing shorts. No, anyway. Uh, but, Mike, you know, it, it. how do you see the, the, the need for the city of Phoenix in, in the way they need for housing, for low-income families? And like you said, you know, like the CHI project is for the you know, re, uh, transitional recovery home how do you see where are we right now and what do you think the demand is for more of what you're doing well washington state oregon and city of california have all allowed lot splits which means if i'm zoned r16 i'm allowed one resident but i can split my lot and put another house if city of phoenix would accept that but because a lot of people and i think they're struggling with salsalita san francisco is people like zoning because they don't want poor people living next to them. And that zoning, was, I don't know if it was created for that, but there's a lot of that regulation. So I, we're not, as, as pro, people are going to not like this, but we're not progressive in that sense. And progressive could be a bad word because I think we're a little bit in it. We're just not moving as fast. You know, I think one of the things that should be allowed, okay, is if you are, you know, uh, in s- single family zoning, Okay, that if you're, like you said, you don't want, you know, a lot of people don't want a poor person next to them. But if you want to put like a, a, a grandmother suite on your property for a family member, that should be, there should be a stipulation for that. Well, that's the best type of environment you want. Old people, young people, meeting people, all coexisting to help one person out, daycare, whatever. Yeah, I mean. Um, but yeah, granny flat, even a teen- teenager's realm. Uh, to go out there, have their own identity, high school, all of it. It's endless. Friends stay, Airbnb, it's a big bad word with the city. <laughs> They're like thinking all these people aren't it, but there's a lot of people that are struggling to keep their homes, and an Airbnb helps them. Well, you know, one other statistic I heard on the news this morning was the fact that, you know, as a population in the United States, we are short housing. I mean, so if and if we and with the prices of actual regular traditional building materials coming down here and constantly keep going up, I mean, it's 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 a natural thing to be able to turn around and say, hey, you know, let's let's see what we could do about using containers as you know as homes and as businesses and other things like that. I mean, it's just it seems to be the a good alternative, and like Cody said, you know. Um, you know, it's it's thinking outside the box, and I think that's what what a lot of people are doing, and uh, more and more people are are coming on board every day to be able to do that. That's what we're trying to reach the public and get them to understand that this is a viable alternative. Well, it goes all the way back to shotgun living, New Orleans, down in Mississippi, where they did the long, skinny house, tighter lots, bigger density, uh, the family had an open living room in the front, open kitchen in the front, and then they had a hallway with their bathroom, their bedrooms. So they had their little privacy. 
and it's called a shotgun house. You could look it up and find different different answers. But I think the real one is because you open the front door and the back door and you have ventilation that's pulled all the way through the house. Right. And Absolutely. then each door you can open it. So, And they didn't have you know, bathrooms then and they didn't have uh, mechanical systems. Uh, no mini splits. No. <laughs> so that's, I think that's a great use of doing containers to reinvent that and bring back those denser neighborhoods um, like Katrina was. And mm -hmm. Katrina was a thriving demographic before, you know, it all went sideways. It yeah. had a great community, had stores and everything. Yeah. And that, these are things that people need to be made aware of. And Mike, we really appreciate you bringing a lot of this to light. And we look forward to having you on the show again and be an integral, integral part of what we do here at Boxcar Universe. And Cody, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, why don't you give a shout out and let us know, uh, let the listeners know about uh, where they can find you uh, and your company. So we have a website, it's uscleaningsolutions.com, but honestly, the best place for you to reach me or anyone would be my email, which is cody at uscleaningsolutions.com, or I like to talk on the phone. You can reach me directly at 623-826-1205. I don't take days off, and I'm always up at night. Okay, so <laughs> before I say ask Mike a question, let me ask you one more question. What would you rather do? Would you rather talk on the phone, or would you rather text? I'd rather talk on the phone. Thank you. Thank wow. you. All right. Yes. Yeah, so give him a round of applause. I wasn't expecting <laughs> All right. that. That millennials, our celebrity millennial, don't let anybody try and tell us any different. You're the only millennial I know that. That's, See, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. That's why Just call I asked. me. We can figure it out real quick. See? I got to send 16 I agree, texts. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Especially while you're trying to drive. How about that? Yes. <laughs> don't text and drive people. Bluetooth. My, the Bluetooth, Cody. That's what I got. Hands free, baby. Hey, there you go. All right, Mike, why don't you literally? listeners know about where how they can contact you uh so two companies vome7 is v-o-m-a-e numeral 7.com and then carbon voodoo is just carbon and then voodoo is victor uniform delta uniform so that's voodoo.us with a hyphen but just google it you'll something will come up it'll it'll you'll find it <laughs> okay <something laughs> and social media is there so you can go reach out on social media as well that's right okay and we appreciate your time michael oh, thank, thank you so thank you. much thanks and for hey, having mike, me i just want to say thank you for your service oh uh, you're, you're welcome there you, go. there you go thank you for your services right okay that's it that's a wrap as they say in uh showbiz today and i want everybody to uh, thank you for listening and make sure you check us out every week and remember let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great weekend.